Welcome to the Focus Forward Business Podcast from SturdyMcKee.com. Hey, welcome, and thank you for listening to or watching the Focus Forward Business Podcast. I am Sturdy McKee, a business coach and advisor and your host for the podcast. So today I'm really pleased to bring you Marco Gargenta. I've known Marco for a long time through EO, that's Entrepreneurs Organization here in San Francisco. We were both members for, I don't know, I joined 15 years ago. I think you were right there around the same time. Um, But I'm going to let Marco tell you a little bit more about himself. But first, you know, thank you very, very much for being here, Marco. Oh, great. To, uh, thanks for getting me study. Um, cool. So, yeah. So um, how far back do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> well, just for, let's go with current first. Who, who are you and what do you do? What's your current role in business and stuff? And then we'll go yeah. back. Yeah. So um, I'm currently a founder, CEO of a startup called Plus Plus. Uh, and so what we do, well, we exist to help unleash in, ingenuity of people in a workplace. And with this vision of like work is where you go and to grow. And how we do that is through an enterprise learning platform that we built for innovative companies. Uh, so, uh, so that's kind of how, that's what I do today. But to really understand how I fell into that, it's like probably better to kind of look at the previous company. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, and there's, a, there's a little bit of a journey. So prior to Plus uh, Plus, I was uh, at Twitter uh, and uh, I was building Twitter University. So, and the reason why I was at Twitter is that Twitter acquired my company that you knew me through at EO uh, mm-hmm. way back when. So, so Twitter acquired us, we got in-house to build Twitter University. And, and uh, the idea was that we were going to help engineers, uh, you know, with getting better at their work so they can produce features faster and do their best work, right? Mm-hmm. And so I thought going in that, <clears throat> I was just going to be teaching a bunch of classes on, on things that I knew, right? Uh, <laughs> and then what I realized is that they did, people internally did not care about this, what they call vanilla knowledge, right? Like it wasn't about like, you know, how do you do Java? How do you do Android? It was more about how does Twitter work and how do we work at Twitter? It was about this internal mm-hmm. tribal knowledge. And, and I was like, oh, shoot, they just spent all this money on us, right? And here we are <laughs> and we're the least qualified to answer how Twitter works or how we work at Twitter because we just got in, right? Like I have zero understanding of any of that. So how am I going to go around teach, you know, all timers on these things? It's kind of like upside down. Um, so we then thought about that and we said, well, I, th- I think the better approach would be if we enable people to learn from one another. So that's kind of what we created this, what we now call peer learning. We created a system where people learn from one another. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, unlike what we do in EO, Right, where we right. learn as founders, uh, see you know um, entrepreneurs from one another. So anyway, we studied this at Twitter. It worked magically well, and then my insight was, well, if it works at Twitter, let's create that elsewhere as well. And so that's why I left five years ago, started Plus Plus, uh, and so now you know what, what's what's a, a little bit unusual is that as a you know as a as a startup, our very first customer was Salesforce. So usually you start slow, oh, wow. small, and you go up. Right. We started up and we're like, how do we get this whole guy? <laughs> so, so that was like a little bit unusual. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, it's been it's been a wild ride, very enjoyable one uh, uh, since. Yeah. Well, let's go way back to you know your first business. Tell us a little bit about how you got that started, and what you may wish that you have done differently at that point in time. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I started, I've been an entrepreneur my entire life, right? Like, you know, now I'm in my mid-40s, I only had one job, right? And that was, that was Twitter, right? So, so, so I started, um, so way back in the dot-com days, I started a software, software company, um, you know, raised money, tanked it. Um, so that was, a, that was a sort of like an experience I had before I was legally able to drink, right? So that was kind of interesting. And then I kind of got burned through dot-com and lived scrappily in San Francisco on sort of credit cards and mac and cheese. And, right. and then um, somebody, uh, I saw this ad in a paper. Well, I did a, I, we studied the bar business, bar gallery on the side. But then I saw this ad in a paper and it was for a nonprofit. It was basically this uh, organization called OpNet uh, that was helping underprivileged youth, minorities, and inner city kids get technology jobs, right? So if you think about it, like it was basically the kids whose trajectory in life was to flip burgers or, you know, steal cars, car stereos for a living, right? Suddenly they were able to like learn in those days, like it was like HTML, JavaScript, ActionScript, like all these technologies. And suddenly, you know, they go through a mini class and they, they walk away, you know, experts and like freelancers and billing 40, 50 bucks an hour and like feeling like rock stars about that, right? mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. which was so not in their path of like in their life path. And so I realized like, wow, this is so enjoyable to actually through education, change somebody's life. Like it's a very, very few things ca can have that impact and education is one. And I really enjoy doing that, but it was like the work that I did in the evenings and weekends at the nonprofit. And then a buddy of mine is like, hey, you know, you can do this corporate. I'm like, what do you mean? Like companies pay to do training? That <laughs> was clueless, like, right? Like I've never been in a, like, a large organization. So he's like, yeah. So like, hmm, okay, we put up a website and got calls. Like, we, you know, William Sonoma was like a first customer. Mm. Bureau of Land Management, you know, federal government. Yeah. So it's like, wow, this is, this is cool. So we built this company. It was a services company. And we built it, built it, built it uh, for, I want to say, five to seven years. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, one of our customers uh, happened to be Twitter. And, uh, and then they approached us about the acquisition. So that was sort of the end of that journey. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. When you told us a little bit about how, kind of how you transitioned from Twitter when you left there to Plus Plus, I don't think you told us everything, though. Because I remember we were out on a sailboat in San Francisco Bay five plus years ago and you were just starting this because you want to fill that in yeah so well so so twitter was going so when i joined twitter it was a peacetime twitter it was pre-ipo um everything was like hey let's invest in people culture this and that and mm. then it, as we became a public publicly traded company it became what well, you know i refer to it as a wartime you know, uh, company, it, it became more like, hey, we need to meet, meet our numbers. And it became a different place, a less fun place. Uh, sure. And ultimately, I left sooner than I thought I was going to, uh, I was going to be there four years, so I left after two. Uh, and, and then I was sort of not sure what, I didn't have a plan, right? Because it was, uh, my plan was to leave it four years and then make a plan, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do I do now? And so, yes, we were sailing and and then I started bumming around. I was like, hmm, I actually, for the first time, have a little bit of a leeway, a runway 
to figure out what is that I want to do, right? And mm -hmm. my previous company, I sort of fell into it. I was like, I just wanted to be my own boss and I'll do anything. And I was just grabbing to any opportunity. So it was very opportunistic and less strategic. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anything about values and purpose and all these other things that we later on learned through you. Right. So, uh, so the, for, the, for the first time when, you know, that after Twitter, I was sort of, I had the, the time and place and, you know, to, to think about that. What do I want to do? What's the next 10 years going to look like? Because that's what, how long usually these journeys are, right? Mm -hmm. and, and what do I care about, right? Like, so I, I spent a lot of time tinkering through that. Uh, and, you know, first I was like, oh, I'm just not going to do anything. I'll just like bum around. And, you know, there's, you know, I remember as an entrepreneur, there's always like this sort of carrot, like, you know, you build a business so you can sell it, so you can do nothing, right? Uh, and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm sort of there, like, now what? And, and it was exciting for the first week or two. <laughs> and then you realize that like, well, wait, but uh, like I would go to gym in the middle of the day and I'd be the only guy, you know, under 65 who's like working out at like 2 p.m. on a Thursday, right? right. Uh, and it became sort of weird. Like, uh, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I was bored. Like I was trying to figure out, you know, hey, who else is available? Everyone else gets a job or something, <laughs> right? Uh, and it came to a point that was like, is there any, are there any bars that are open at like 2 p.m. on a Thursday, <laughs> right? I was like, oh shit, like I'm going down the wrong path. Like I need a project, right? So, so I, uh, it was like, seriously, it's a sort of like, I know it sounds sexy to like, you know, have an exit, uh, but it's also a very dangerous place. And I've seen, uh, you yeah. know, I'm part of the EOMIT uh, program. Uh, gathering, uh, gathering of Titans and, and all that. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've seen a lot of stories of people just going off the rails, you know, going to the dark side after such events. Well, so Tony, Tony Shea was an example of that. Exactly. Right? Yes. After, uh, yes. I mean, a, an extreme example, but yeah. 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 And it's, it's a thing. It's, it happens. Yeah. Uh, so then I was like, okay, well, I need a project. I need something. And that's when I started kind of pondering, you know, what do I do? And then everyone's like, and so what I was doing uh, is I was talking to a lot of people. Like I was like, okay, um, you know, there's all these itches we have. Like for mm -hmm. me, it was like, oh, what if I did hardware? Like that's kind of sexy. Or what if I did investing? Everyone's a VC, right? Mm -hmm. Or what if I did, you know, this and that. And I started like probing my itches by talking to a lot of people. I did a lot of coffee meetings and, you know, with friends and so on, right. different industries. And, and everyone tells you like, oh, just follow your passion. Like, great. But what is my passion? Like, how do you actually get to that? <laughs> right. And it's like, I was like, oh, shit. Or like, which one? <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, I, I thought like, oh, when I have freedom, I'll just open up the book. Oh, there's my passion and this is what they do. But it's how do you actually get to that? And and that I was struggling. I was like wrestling with that for a while. Like, what's my passion? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what? Tell us about your current stage, though, because something exciting just happened with you at Plus Plus. Yeah. We. Uh, yeah. So we. Uh, so when I started Plus Plus, um, I sort of. First time I started a company by design, meaning I designed it around how, what I wanted to feel like for me, 
right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so we, um, so what that what that meant was uh, we, uh, uh, I sort of imagined like what are you know all the moving pieces, and one of the design criteria I had was I was not gonna raise money, right? Because I I wanted a little I wanted to optimize for my own experience, my own journey, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to um, at least that that was the thought I had back then that I was gonna you know. If I raise money, then that's a double-edged sword. I had all this like dialogue about that because um, other than in college days, I never really raised any money um, for a business, right? So, so that meant I bootstrapped the company for the first four years, right? Um, and then it became a little lonely. Like I was, you know, it was just me uh, with a bunch of, you know, people working for me. Uh, I didn't have partners. I had limited resources and, and it was, it, it, it wasn't as fun. And so then, uh, but I was still mentally struggling with getting investors. Mm -hmm. So my coach at the time said, well, why don't you do a safe test? Like what would be a safe test? Like what would be a way for you to try, test out what does it feel like to have investors, right? Because you obviously have all these like internal conversations, dialogues about that. And I was like, hmm, that's a good point. Well, okay, I'll go to my forum uh, and a couple of, you know, People I know, like I'm part of Sand Hill Angels, so I go to my my own angel group, and mm -hmm. so ask my own friends. Basically, would they invest? Um, and they they said yes. Uh, and so last year, uh, about a year ago, we raised about a million dollar million dollars on front what we called friends and family round. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a, basically on a safe note, and. I loved it uh, because A, I discovered that people are super supportive. B, they challenged me in a way that I needed to get my stuff to, together to like reporting and updates and being accountable to mm -hmm. others. And it was actually like, you know, it was like kind of kicked my butt in a good way, right? So I was like, okay, this is, and, and not because they were doing that, but because I sort of felt an obligation right. to, to do that. It, it's different right. than like doing it so. Uh, put, put some external pressure, which I needed. It's kind of like committing to somebody else. Um, so, so that was great. Um, and, and then uh, earlier, uh, later this uh, last year, I started exploring, uh, well, what would it take to actually raise uh, you know, institutional money, right? Uh, and so, and then we started pounding the payment. So it was great, like, you know, people who knew me invested in me, but what about people who don't know me who do this for a living, right? Uh, they would need to do it on the merits of this is a meaningful business, right? Right. Uh, and so we, uh, so I started, you know, uh, pounding the pavement and uh, and eventually we just recently closed our first uh, VC round. So, awesome. uh, we, yeah, so, so that's, that's kind of, yeah, so that, that's kind of, a, uh, and to me it was, a, you know, as an entrepreneur, I, I wanted to have that notch and a belt that like I learned how to raise money. Uh, which I never did before. So that was a great uh, experience, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, congratulations on that. Move on Thank to the you. next phase, huh? Yeah. Um, so with all this, I know one of, the, one of the many things that, you know, we've seen that I, I see all the time is entrepreneurs, business owners being challenged with getting things done and having enough time. What advice would you give business owners around that who are struggling with not having enough time? What have you learned to do? Well, so, I mean, we all have exactly the same amount of time, right? 24 hours a day, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, so time is there. It's, it's, it's not really about time. It's about priorities, right? So how do you manage right. priorities? Um, and um, 
there's this book that I always refer to. It's called The One Thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the most, yeah, the one thing. Uh, it's by the Keller Williams uh, real estate guys. So anyway, right. uh, he talks about like you know every morning starting with with the inquiry of like what is the one thing that by doing the what is the most important thing that by doing this one thing everything else is going to become easier or not necessary. So I sort of like try to meditate on that like each day like what's the one thing like forget the to do list or gazillion things. What's the one thing? So, so that gives me some clarity on priorities. Like what's the most important thing, right? That's one thing I do. The other thing is also kind of auditing the calendar. So like, you know, if we, if you look at our lives and if you want to do them by design, you know, if I say that like, you know, business and family and community and self or equally matter, well, what does my calendar say about that? Like, am I putting my time allotment for family for community for for self right Right. so so that's another way to kind of audit the calendar and i try to uh, i i try to sort of uh uh, time box my concerns right so for example i'm nine to five at work but i don't do work after five i don't check emails or do stuff on the weekends uh, because that's now time boxed to family at the same time, you, you know, I don't, you know, I don't not on social media nine to five or doing, you know, answering personal call. Like I don't do anything else uh, at that time. So, so that's kind of how I time box it and manage it. The time boxing prioritization, but I love the one thing I've read that book too. I, I think it's so to your point, we all have the same amount of time. What are you spending it on and what, what do you need to be spending it on? Right. Cause other people will come and things will come up and there are tons of distractions. <laughs> Lots of things you could do. Cool. So what challenges are you currently facing? I mean, you're onto a new phase with plus plus what's, what's kind of, what's your next hurdle obstacle goal that you're going to be working to overcome or, or achieve? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think, I think as, as founders, one of the key things is like how fast we learn. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's like super important. So like, you know, we are an enterprise SaaS company. And so there's sort of like, there's a journey, there's a path that's been walked many times before. So it's like, you know, you you, you build a product, you achieve product market fit, you achieve go to market fit, you become a category leader. And that's sort of the arc. Uh, And so, so I've been always like kind of having that overarching arc in mind. And we sort of, you know, we got our product market fit. And so we are now trying to figure out how do we go to market and like what's the fit of that, and then so that's what that's the current sort of milestone that I'm grappling with a lot. And then if you unpack that, there's a whole bunch of stuff, right? Like how do we prospect? How do we sell? How do we close? How do we onboard? And so on. Uh, and you know, if, so and so so in that sort of box of stuff, I, I, I we just kind of unpacked like how do we do prospecting? But now it's like okay, um, you know. How do we get people? This part of a journey is a big ask. Like if the step is too too big, how do we make that step a bunch of smaller, you know, uh, steps? So that's what I'm sort of unpacking and, and working on. And it's it's one of, you know keeps me up at like not keeps me up at night. It's top of mind. Like I think about it a lot, but at the same time I'm super like you know if I pull myself out, I'm grateful for the opportunity of like you know just learning, like figuring it out, right? Because once I figure it out, I'll get somebody to replace me. Uh, but it's it's really that first. How does this thing like? 
looking at the machinery and like, how does this one thing work? And like, why is it stuck here? And how do we unstuck it and make it better? So, right. yeah, it's I love that. Yeah, so solving the puzzle and stuff. And that's, that's a great share too. I appreciate that because I think, you know, I encounter this so many business owners think that they're the only one facing the current challenge or what they're dealing with and they're kind of isolated. And here you are, you've had, you know, multiple, multiple modes to your journey, right? And going and exiting, working for Twitter, starting a new one, you now raising money. And there are a lot of people who look at you and go, oh, he's got it all figured out. But there's always a new challenge, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so humbling, right? Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, all, there's always like the next, somebody's always smarter, more, you know, there's always like the next level, right? Like, yeah. And, you know, I, 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 now I have the VCs that I talk to and now they, they challenge me, right? Mm-hmm. They, they push me, they ask me stuff and, and I, I feel like a total beginner, right? And it's just, <laughs> it's super, super humbling, right? Uh, but uh, my mindset there is that like, I, I welcome it and I, 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 I'm grateful for being charged. Like it's, it's a great mm-hmm. opportunity. Uh, so yeah, but it's, it's, um, it's intentional, right? Like I was, I was getting back to the being bored, like I, I bootstrapped this business. I did not necessarily need to go down the path of raising money. Uh, it could have been a lifestyle thing, but then it'd be boring, right? Like I would not be challenged for me, like, please, I, I would not be challenged. I would be like, sort of like, what am I doing here? It's like same old, like, how do I get to the next level? Like that's what, that's what drives me personally, right? Uh, and you know, one of my yeah, so that achiever uh, aspect of it. Um, but ref- reflecting back on EO, right? So you mentioned how you and I met a gazillion years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, I, I want to say it was 2007 for me, uh, and I remember I was just building my own first business. I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I just knew I wanted to be in the business myself, right? So, and I, I didn't know anybody to, like. To talk to right like it's not my right. girlfriends or the time it's not my friends who are like don't have like who do you go to and then somebody introduced me to eo uh and i remember coming to you know the the chapter event and i was like holy cow like this is like my people like this is my tribe <laughs> like <laughs> it was really cool like it was a really amazing uh, eye-opening like wow there's a community for this so right yeah. No, that, that's a great point. I was the same way. I was stuck. Like, you know, my wife was tired of hearing me talk about it. My friends who had jobs and stuff didn't get it. You know, there were really a limited number of people who I could reach out or talk to or, you know, share the stresses, the struggles with or whatever. And then, yeah, I walked in the first EO event and it was like, oh, you know, so I, I now have people, I have people as a management book read the Saggy Baggy Elephant. I don't know if you're familiar with that but it, you should check it out because it's your total EO journey. And it's really, it's finding your tribe. It's finding your, you know, I use it instead of hire for fit because it's a lot uh-huh. more entertaining uh-huh. <laughs> um, and shorter, but yeah, it's that, that whole idea of you're looking for those folks that you can really talk to, right. And resonate with and stuff. So encourage anybody to get involved with that. Or, you know, if you're feeling isolated reach out, we'll, we'll connect you with some of the, you know, those resources and stuff too. But let's switch to more of a positive one. Uh, what is your proudest moment so far in your entrepreneurial career? I don't know. 
I mean, um, I don't know. It's there's a weird way, uh, in, a, in a weird way, one of the proud moments uh, was us saying no to Twitter, which not a, not a lot of people know about. Um, and uh, so let me explain that. So when so they approached us about acquisition, right? And many, you know, by the time like we were about like five million in sales, um, we would randomly get, you know, people kidding us up about, you know, random like P firms and things like that. Sure. Competitors. And we're like, we'll be like, hell no, like, you know, just leave us alone. Uh, but then Twitter was like, you know, hey, we want to explore this. And, and, um, and first I was like, wow, this is like entrepreneurial dream come true, right? Sure. But then once we started sort of unpacking that, what that meant, you know, so, so you know, at that time, we owned, it was my brother and I, we owned the business 100%. We were doing well cash flow wise we you know he had all the freedom all the money everything in the world right and here here along comes twitter like the dream sort of come through but they'd be like uh you have to give all that up okay and now you're gonna be ceo minus five on your chart right so like <laughs> you know you, you, you um, so you controlled and uh, owned and fully understood something and you're gonna replace that with a bag of stock uh that is at that time was private, which you have no control. You have no idea what value of that is. If you're getting screwed or it's actually fair, like, and you know, be, I always had this dream. They would just give me a bag of cash and say, thank you. And I would go somewhere in the Caribbean and like, <laughs> it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work out. No, no, it just, they give you a bunch of stock. And I was like, what do I do with this? Right? Like now I have a salary. Like it wasn't even covering my expenses at the time. I was like, so, so, there was all, and there was a lot of reasons. It's not just financial, but also I was like, why would I, like, now that I looked into this dream, I was like, it actually is kind of like a nightmarish, right? Like, why would I, <laughs> why would they do this? And we actually said no to them, not once, but a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, and it was gonna be just like sort of like nobody's ever gonna know about this because it was like confidential at the time, sure, um, and. You know, we would just forever live with this fact that we declined this offer, right? Uh, and my brother and I felt good about that uh, choice. Um, but then they, they kept pushing us. And ultimately, why I had to see, and what they did is they had me talk to a lot of internal people, right? Other entrepreneurs, they acquired and stuff. And what I had to see, what you put finances on a side because it's murky and hard to predict the future and how things are going to work out. So you just kind of cancel that out. So then it was like, okay, what's my journey? And on one option, one option is like, I continue on the journey that's familiar, right? I keep building my business and I sort of know where that's going and what I'll learn, what I'll meet and my experiences. On the other hand, um, it was, I would go down this rabbit hole. I would meet amazing people. Uh, learn a, a lot about how organization that scale works and see how to impact a billion people, right? Like, and so those are the things ultimately that resonated with me, right? Uh, you know, like impacting billion people, um, seeing large company and internals of it, and then meeting a lot of very, very smart people. Um, and so that's what I went for. But it was totally this like, uh, you know, the matrix when you get red pill, blue pill, it was totally that experience, like blue pill, you wake up and you, you know, none of this ever happened, 
red pill, you're going to go like Alice in a Wonderland, right? Like you're off the rails. You're like on to a journey and like you don't know what's behind the mirror, right? Uh, and so so um, it was scary. It was wild. There was, uh, you know, all these emotions. Uh, but ultimately, I'm glad I did it. And I'm glad I did it because it had those three things clear what I wanted to get out of it. So it wasn't about money, but it was about learning and being, you know, meeting people and seeing things. So you jump through the looking glass. Yeah. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) After saying no a few times. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And that's awesome too, because yeah, you're right. People don't hear, you know, they hear, they hear the, the best version of, you know, the abbreviated story, right? Not, not the whole thing. So, very cool. I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's the thing. Just in Silicon Valley in general, right? Like we tend sure. to see, it's kind of like social media. We just see the positive side, right? Like you read TechCrunch and you're like, oh, success here, like all that. Uh, but there's a lot of sort of like failures along the way, and they're not celebrated uh, or talked about. So, yeah. Yeah, they're not. I mean, and I've I've sat at conferences with people who are on stage talking about their greatest success that I talked to last week about the challenges and the things that they had going on. And, you know, I'm just sitting there going, you got to share that stuff too, man. Because yeah. there, there's so many, because we do, it's rainbows and unicorns and it looks awesome. Yeah. And we're yeah. sitting there, you know, beating ourselves up about why can't I figure it out? It's yeah. like, everybody's dealing with something, but that's, that's awesome. I love that story. Thank you. Um, so what's one of the biggest things you've learned recently that you wish you had known to, like 10 years ago? Raising money. Uh, definitely. And, uh, so, so if you kind of think about like a lot of, uh, at least these are some stories that I have in my mind, right? Like I sort of grew up on the whole, like a lot of us in EO were sort of like self-made build businesses fully on and did traditional businesses and so on. And I always get this sort of like, that's the right way and forget this whole Silicon Valley, you know, um, raising money uh, thing like I was opposed to it because I had all these conversations in my head how that's going to rob me of freedom that's going to rob me of my experience um, that's just like having a job uh, etc etc um, I was yeah there was something there was some internal dogmas that I was dealing with um, around that uh, and so stepping through that again safe test with friends and family and then mm-hmm. Institutional. Yeah, that was that was what I learned last year, and it was like, uh, you know, it's a, it feels good, like it's a, kind of like an notch in a belt. Like I've been an entrepreneur all my life, and I, for the finally now I actually know how to like raise money. I should have done that like 20 years ago, right? Uh, so, so that that's just kind of felt like okay, um, I know how to amplify my my story uh, now through the ability to raise cash. So, yeah. Cool, cool, thanks. So um, what's a favorite business book or article or something you're reading or learning right now that you'd like to share? Well, so right now I'm reading The Leader Within Us, uh, which is Warren mm-hmm. Rothstein's uh, book. Uh, he's also my mentor. Uh, so I, I, I love that and I love his philosophy. Uh, um, and he also had me read two other books, The Leader Within, um, and um, and the True North, uh, which are both leadership books that sort of it's it's less about like how do you manage 
it's more about how do you go deeper inside of you and really figure out who you are and why you do what you do and and then create this channel where that kind of resonates out of you externally and that's kind of like there's some you know some fundamental truth to that approach to leadership and so, so i enjoy those those books cool thanks thanks for sharing that so any other thoughts before we wind down that you'd like to leave folks with um, I mean, I just, uh, you know, I, I, th I think it's a journey. It's a state of mind. It's uh, this whole thing, why, you know, why we do what we do. Uh, and uh, I, I just don't know how to do anything. Like, yeah, I'm just, it's you know, sort of like, you know, I, I just feel it like that's what I need to do. And that's, that's why, you know, we're entrepreneurs, right? Right. <laughs> it's it's just something within innate. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for saying this succinctly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Marco. I really appreciate it. I know people are going to get a lot out of it. So thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate thank you for listening.